Good morning, Breakfast with the Broker, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. or 8.50, one of the two. Uh, we have a, a very special guest, so we really wanted to, we were just too excited, uh, so we had to start a little bit early. And now, by way of Delray Beach, Florida, she's a graduate of Florida State University. She is a Palm Beach County native and a resident of Delray Beach for over 25 years. She won her last election by the citizens' vote without any special interest endorsements. She's a mother, a lover of real estate, and a fighter for the residents of Delray Beach. She is the mayor of Delray Beach, Shelly Petrolia. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Good I mean, morning, I mayor. I almost felt like that's how I had to respond to that kind of an intro. Thank you so much, David. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for coming on. Um, you know, um, it, you know, it's amazing. You know, you know, getting in the political environment now is uh, you're either nuts, um, belong in a, uh, <laughs> a nut house, or you really want to fight for these citizens. <laughs> you know, you couldn't be more right. And I think my husband um, kind of goes with the former. He's asking me if I need a shrink and uh, who that should be because who wants to do this? And it's little, literally crazy. But, you know, the truth of the matter is this. I have the experience under my belt like uh, no one else up there. And to walk away from this at this point in time, it's just not the right thing to do. Um, you know, I had to get with one with myself that I could do it for another three years. This would be my final um, time in um, at the helm. So basically, uh, you know, I decided that, yes, I have three years left in me and I'm willing to do it. And uh, and I love Delray. And that's really where it's coming from. It's coming from the heart. You know, being a Palm Beach County native and, and being around uh, Delray, you know, um, it, it's so important because you've been in uh, Delray for over 25 years and yeah. obviously a Palm Beach County native. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know the issues in, in Delray and, you know, you've been on the streets, you've been, you know, knocking on doors, you've been talking to um, your, you know, the constituents and the residents of Delray Beach and to really find out the issues. And it's not necessarily, it's not just the issues about developers or or a special interest. It's really about the heart of the city. It really is. And it's also knowing how special our town is and what people actually see when they're coming into our town and how do we make sure that we don't lose that. It's the authenticity that this town brings about that people fall in love with. It's why it's easy to sell in Delray Beach. And I remember back about 25, 30 years ago when I first started working with my husband and we were partners before we became um, uh, tied up in marriage, um, you know, it, it was very difficult to get people to come to Delray Beach to buy um, because it was a very sleepy town, nothing happening. And boy, I'll tell you what, um, it changed on a dime. And the next thing you know, we were basically going and blowing. And now keeping a hold of that special, uh, you know, uh, attraction and, and what it is that really kind of like brings people in is the important part. We don't want to change that. No, agreed. And, you know, the stigma of Delray Beach, I mean, I remember growing up uh, in Boca as a kid, you know, the stigma of Delray Beach was that, you know, it was a crime ridden. It was, um, you know, not a nice um, city and, and all these different things. And, and I mean, obviously, you know, it, it certainly changed, but I don't know that it changed. I think just the perception of what, um, what Delray Beach 
changed based on you know downtown Delray and the vibrant uh, small businesses and restaurants you know that have come in. And it's not from a corporate. You know, I mean, we call it a sleepy town. I think it's you know it, it, it's not the corporate chains just coming in. It's the small business owners um, getting you know putting you know their efforts and their sweat equity and all this in um, to make you know really a, just an amazing amazing city. It, it is, and it and it is that vibe. You know, you come downtown and you feel it. Uh, you know, you have this kind of almost left behind uh, setting. You could almost see it on a uh, on a, a movie. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that we are, where you're rolling into a town where the how the the buildings are uh, closing in on a hundred years old, and yet there is just this incredible vibe, this action that's going on at all times. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's like nothing else, and uh, it's very interesting to be able to uh, deal with uh, uh, a city that has that kind of an attraction, and also that you know, right now in the middle of this pandemic, with so many of our businesses failing, uh, that we have to figure out how do we move forward? What is the recovery going to look like? Are we going to be able to attract the number of businesses that were, were once, um, you know, vibrant down there? Because you don't want to become like um, some of our neighboring towns did, uh, Clematis Street down in Fort Lauderdale, where they just were, you know, um, uh, bars and restaurants. And then when the, all of a sudden they weren't that interesting to people, and the bottom fell out, there was nothing to fall back on. Delray Beach has always had a great mix throughout the city, not just in the downtown corridor, but we've got areas where we're doing, um, you know, a uh, business that's uh, more prone to um, a warehouse district. Uh, we have, you know, uh, car, car dealerships. We've got industry where there's repairs for cars kind of towards the west of our town. So it, it's a nice balance. So when one part of our market is doing well and the other isn't, we're still seeing, um, you know, the tax dollars come in and, and things are being buoyed up. And it's just really uh, got, it's, it's done a very good job before me. I can't take all the credit, but before me also to make sure that we've got a great balance to our, our our town and um, and and I and I strive to keep it that way because I understand that I see it understand it especially coming from real estate you have to understand what it is that people are looking for what it is that attracts people and then you've got the golden egg you got to make sure you deliver it to the next person in line <laughs> you know and, and the, the crazy thing is is when you look at it I mean you know um, mayors um, political government officials you know from all over the country come here to see what the, you know, Delray Beach has done. Absolutely. Um, I, I have to tell you, just this week, uh, the mayor of Jacksonville Beach came down and uh, I was pulled out. I, I had so many things going on that morning. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was, what's today, Tuesday? It was, uh, <laughs> I think so. it was yesterday morning, I think, or maybe it was Friday. I can't remember. The days are all bleeding <laughs> together. But regardless, um, I had to carve out because, you know, of course, when you are the mayor, you have to uh, be that person that's the front person for any of any dignitaries that's coming through um, your your town and make yourself available to you know kind of show them a little bit of uh, you know Delray Beach and luckily she had a tour that the city kind of set up so I was part of that over at our historic um, uh, buildings to show her our outdoor display of all of these incredible photos that are hung outside by the way anybody who wants to just roll in and go up and look at the, look at our city over the last hundred years you're welcome welcome to do it. It's just an amazing outdoor display. So it's, uh, it's pandemic friendly, but anyway, those are the 
types of things. She was coming in specifically to see how is it that Delray Beach has done so well? What are you guys doing? We want to be like you. And that's really amazing. We get that a lot throughout the year. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, Fort Lauderdale as well. And, you know, one of the things that Fort Lauderdale um, is uh, unfortunately been uh, known for recently is uh, their infrastructure, you know, um, or lack thereof. Um, (laughs) uh, Tell us a little bit about the infrastructure. I know we've, um, you know, we've talked about it off air, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of mistruths that are going on regarding, you know, yes. the reclaimed water and yes. a lot of the infrastructure in Delray. Uh, give us a little bit about an insight into um, what actually is happening. Sure. First of all, I want to make sure everybody understands that um, the water issues are um, they're they're very complicated and complex. But most importantly, um, that number one. We have um, uh, we have our water or drinking water tested every single day, and it either meets or exceeds the standards that are required by the state. So that's what's coming out of our plant. So anything uh, to the contrary is not true. Um, as far as infrastructure, that has been one of my biggest um, uh, uh, you know goals is to get our infrastructure up to snuff because one of the things that has happened over the last couple of decades is there wasn't really a plan in bringing it from where it was you know great and working well and and everybody was you know happy with it to what happens after its useful life starts to uh, erode and that's exactly what happened down in Fort Lauderdale they weren't watching that and every single commission was kicking that can further and further down the road until all of a sudden well, we know what was flowing through the streets. Uh, we don't want that to happen. So what we've done is we have cameras that we put down into underneath our structure and our and our um, uh, our uh, a pipe system because you can't see it and you can't dig it all up um, to see where our weaknesses are. So when we're doing the um, the top uh, part of our infrastructure that everybody sees, we're not doing it and then having to dig back down and 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 repair and replace. So we know exactly where we need to replace below the ground before we start doing the upper uh, level and we're starting kind of in the north heading south there's a lot of uh, uh, streets being redone up in the um, neighborhoods of Lake Ida Lake Eden um, I'm sorry Lake um, uh, Del Ida and some of those areas so now there was uh, some issues with respect to our uh, reclaimed water Um, there was one incident where there was a cross line that had to do with uh, pipes on someone's personal property that were crossed, not anything that the city did. So when they hooked up the reclaimed water, it went not just into the sprinkler system, but also over to the house. That was capped off immediately. And we had a boil water notice. This was back in 2018 to make sure that if anything happened to a flow backwards, it was not going to hurt anybody. And that was the incident that now has been you know, kind of made into a uh, political attack against me running for uh, re-election. Um, <clears throat> people should also know, and it's not a, um, a way to slough off any of the, um, uh, you know, the responsibility because everything kind of like flows up and the, the, the commission is the top uh, line of the, the level of, of command. But understand that commissioners and mayors are part-time um, employees uh, of the city. Uh, We have a hired full-time employee, which is a city manager that really runs the operations. There's no way that um, on a part-time basis we can, the city mayor and commissioners, as especially mayors and other 
like states like New York, they're paid to run the entire city. We are not. We basically are policymakers. So we go in um, a meeting um, every week and we we make decisions that affect our you know way of life, our the rules of which we surround ourselves by. But the city manager runs that part of the operation, so has much more knowledge on you know water safety, water quality, what's happening with our reclaimed water, and that's what we have to fall back on and ask the questions of and find out about if there's an issue. So that's what we do. And, um, you know, you mentioned the city manager and, and obviously, you know, some of these, um, um, you know, I guess staff turnover and things yeah. of that yeah. nature has been uh, talked about and discussed. Yes. You know, tell us a little bit about, you know, what what went on or, you know, as much as you can, I understand, um, sure. you know, um, and how do you select a city manager and why have they been turning over? Yeah. Well, first of all, we don't select them the way that we used to, because obviously that wasn't working very well. <laughs> um, so we are talking about how to do it uh, differently. As a matter of fact, last week we had our first um, uh, conversation amongst the city commission about what are we going to do in the future? Because obviously hiring an outside firm at the to the tune of $50,000 to have them do all the legwork and find the best of the best hasn't really worked out that well for Delray Beach. So what we're going to be doing is an internal um, so, uh, so selection. So, Mayor, I'm sorry, and I didn't mean to cut you off. So, you know, all these reports say, you know, you select the city manager. Well, we do. The city No, 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 I meant, I meant, because, you know, the funny thing is, it's like, you know, everything, you know, oh, you just, the fisting, yeah, the fist oh, stinks for the head down, right? So they I look see. at the mayor and they say, you know what, you make all these decisions. No yeah. one else is right. a part of these well, decisions. And, and, and it must be you. I was going to say, and unfortunately, that's how it's done maybe in other cities like in New York, where their mayor is a strong mayor system. Unfortunately, that's not how it works here. In fact, I can barely say anything to anyone um, in the city without having at least two other commissioners agree with me. So what we have to do is come to the table on a meeting and say, um, I would like to see this happen. And I have to have two more people say, yes, I'd like to see it happen too, having the majority of five of us. So the mayor is absolutely not in a power position at all. We are a weak mayor system. That's what it's called um, because of the fact that I don't have any control over uh, the population, uh, the, the majority of the population of my commission. But you know, there the the city manager situation is definitely moving forward, and we're going to be doing it from an internal standpoint. I think that we'll get a better feel ourselves if we go ahead and do it, even though we're part timers. I, I think that we have a better understanding of what we're looking for, so that's how we're going to be moving down that path. With respect to all of the other employees that have either retired or been um, furloughed, or well, I, I don't think we had many furloughs, but anyway, or been asked to leave, you know, asked to resign, or have. Um, or have been fired. That is not a city commission or city mayor's position. We are actually, we would be admonished to even have a say in any of that. I don't even know most of the time that somebody's left in the city with the exception of three individuals. That's the city manager, city attorney, and the um, the uh, internal auditor. Those are the three members of the staff that the city commission oversees. Everybody else is below uh, the city manager, and we don't even know. I'm often finding out somebody that I liked or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's gone. I find that out on social media half the time. I feel so <laughs> embarrassed because it's like, you're the mayor. You should know that. But we're not necessarily even given that information because it's not part of our um, 
you know, um, uh, uh, you know, duties and responsibilities. So it's it's unfortunate that we're not always getting that information, just like we didn't get a lot of the information that came through about the water. Uh, we only get what the city manager sends us because that city manager is running this city, uh, the operations part of the city. So we, we, we rely on those city managers to keep us up to snuff. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And yeah. it's unfortunate because it makes us look stupid, you know, to our constituency because they don't understand how this whole. That phone, as you told me on um, do not disturb, I'm still getting disturbed. I don't know. Oh, it must be on your favorites. <laughs> Someone must I don't caught. know. <laughs> this is well beyond my ability. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, so when you look at it, you know, you have, you know, in, in these unprecedented times, right? Yes. We have a, we have a pandemic going yes. on. We have, you know, uh, restaurants and hospitality and travel uh, businesses being really, really hurt um, now. And, and many other businesses and small yeah. businesses have been being hurt. Um, you know, is this a time? to have someone come in with a learning curve? Because how long does it really take to understand the city? I mean, you could drive the streets of the city and understand the city, but you're not gonna understand the intricacies of that city and the way that the mayorship works in the, in the town of Delray Beach. It's gonna be very, very difficult for, you know, and hopefully people understand from the city of Delray, you know, those residents that are going out to vote on March 9th, you know, you're voting for experience versus, you know, learning curve. You're That's voting right. for negative versus positive, you know. Um, and and I'm, I'm not saying anything because I've never met um, your opponent. Um, but I, I do know you and I do know that you have the best interest of the city residents of Delray Beach. Yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how long did it really take to understand the intricacies? And you're probably still learning Absolutely. It is a learning curve, especially when you're talking about a pandemic coming through and nobody had a, a you know, a, a kind of like a, a cheat sheet or a pamphlet on how do we handle a pandemic in the, in the uh, country, the not just globally, you know. <laughs> so, no, it is a learning curve um, continually. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is you say something that is so important and it's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, um, you know, why I felt the, the real need to have to run again. There was really nobody on my commission that had served time that was ready for this position. You know, had there been someone on this commission that I felt like, hey, this is, you know, they're, you're ready for this, I might have said, okay, eight years is enough for me. But the problem is that basically we don't, we don't have that. Now I've got somebody that's running against me that's never even served a day on the commission. They, and it, it took me five years uh, to make a decision that I was ready to run for mayor because you are put in that very front um, you know, a position and you must uh, you know, uh, uh, jump in front of things and, and, and work with the city manager on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Not that I'm making any directives, but just you know, having this constant back and forth, understanding what what the city is looking for in order to be able to help that city manager make good decisions based in 
you know, on, on, on feedback. So it is very um, uh, nerve wracking for me to, to think that we may have somebody who's not even taken um, any time to have experienced what is going on, how to get things done, and really the procedures with respect to, um, you know, uh, how things work in, in government and just throw them in that very front position. I've never heard of that before. Most people have experience at least on one of the major boards, and I'm talking about like planning and zoning or, um, you know, or, uh, you know, SPRAB board in order to really kind of understand even how uh, things go through uh, the uh, process of becoming approved. Uh, so you, you don't have that with this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on the board of directors at the Florida Association of Realtors, as well as the National Association of Realtors. And I could tell you that um, they would never allow someone to be a chair of those yeah. committees without actually serving on that committee for at least one year, probably Absolutely. two, Absolutely. you know, probably multiple years. So when you're talking about the chair of, you know, basically the city, um, you know, you're, that's, that's a pretty long stretch. And, you know, um, uh, you know, I think, you know, listen, you know, when you raise money and you get, you know, uh, PAC funds and you, you go through all these different special interest groups and such, yeah. Um, you know, it all looks great and, you know, sending out postcards and direct mails and, and whatnot. But, you know, I like your approach because you're actually knocking on doors. I am. You know, um, and you're you're saying hello and, and listening to uh, the residents. Absolutely. And actually, and actually, I have a resident here. Uh, she's my director of marketing, Alyssa Harris. And she has a question. Oh, I can't hear her. Oh. Um, can you hear me? Yes, now I can. Oh, it's really dark also. Oh, but I was saying how um, I seen one of the viewers say that the arts district in Delray is awesome. And I read somewhere that you're an ally of the arts. So what did you do to contribute to that and make it so great? Well, let me just say this. The arts warehouse, the, I'm sorry, the, the arts warehouse, okay, or the arts garage, was never going to be. They were actually, when I first came in, going to sell that to a, um, a law firm for like a call center, if you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And um, I pushed so hard to make sure that that was actually going to go into some sort of a, you know, a, a meeting place for the people because of the location of it. We didn't want to have a, 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 a you know, a, a almost a half block of our city, just dark at night where it, nobody would then want to walk down into the pineapple grove area yeah. or the areas that basically are the arts, uh, our arts district. So we pushed super hard. And I know that there was a lot of people that were upset because again, when you have a company that's trying to get something on the, the low end and make it theirs, um, it wasn't a good thing. So that's what I did initially to make sure that we had that arts garage for um, performances. And of course, I've supported our old school square and um, arts district. Hey, hey. <laughs> our arts district and um, I continue to do that because it's so important and vital to to what is making our town um, just a place that everybody wants to be. It's it's amazing to have um, these these great places to be able for people to go and listen to uh, you know music or watch a, a show or you know a play. It's it's really it just adds a great you know um, um, dynamic to our town and you don't have to 
um, jump in a car and go find the, you know, a great place to eat afterwards. You just walk a couple, you know, exactly. a few steps and you're at one of the exactly. down. I mean, we have so many of those too. So it's just, like I said, a happening town and amazing. Definitely. And then my last question was, I read that you were the second woman in Delray Beach's history to be elected mayor. Congratulations on Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So yes. how did that win feel and how does it feel to be that woman that young girls are looking up to and realizing that they can also be in politics and just being that figure? So how does that feel? Well, I'm watching it on a national level, too. I mean, hello. It's like the glass ceiling. Hello. Um, yes, no. And I'm telling you, I, I had the fight of my life to try to do that. But you I know bet. what I did is every single day I got up and I, I, I kept that in mind. I said, you know, I have to do it for everybody else because this doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, it, it's wrong that it's so difficult to run with as much experience as I had against somebody who had very little and have to fight so hard. But you know what? That's what we're doing. We're cutting that path so that it's going to be easier for the next um, woman or a person, a minority, um, to be able to come through and it won't be as difficult because it's different. It doesn't look like what Delray's look like. So a lot of people are afraid of it. And I mean, I, don't, I think it's a, a fear that's like so deep seated, they don't even know why they don't want to go in that direction. Exactly. So by having more of, um, you know, persons of color, women getting into these positions. And by the way, I think we're great leaders, um, women as, as a whole. But anyway, to get into these positions, I think it really is carving out that path for the future generations to make it easier for women um, to get into these positions. Absolutely. And uh, But I'll tell you, it was, uh, it was a great victory and uh, probably something like I'd never felt before because you, you realize that you did it. And I remember there was something that I, I remember always making sure that I, I, I did because I knew that my sons, my two oldest sons were graduating from high school. And one of the, one of them was over at Atlantic high. And as a, because I was a, um, a commissioner in Delray beach at the time, um, I always got to be on the stage while they were doing their big ceremonies and got to shake hands of all the graduates coming through. Well, to be up on stage when your own son is coming across if that isn't a motivator, there's never one. So I remember laying in bed thinking, oh, I don't want to get up and go knock on doors. I, you know, this is 2000 and, you know, 75. Yeah. Anyway, but um, it, that was my motivator. It just sparked me. I just would jump. I said, well, if you want to be up there on that stage, when he comes across, you better get out of bed. I was like, yep, that's it. I'm out. I'm out the door. I'm knocking on doors. And I, do it, and I do it even now, even though I don't have that because it's the right thing to do. And it also puts me in touch with people who are telling me what it is that's concerning them. This is the opportunity right in front of them to have their mayor and say, hey, this is what I'm concerned about, or here's what you're doing a great job. And that's what I'm hearing, which is great. It's it's, it's a great motivator. Thanks for the question. Well, of course. Well, again, congratulations. And I look Thank forward you. to seeing what you do for the city of Delray Beach. So. Absolutely. I appreciate nice it. Meeting you, of course. I'm back. All right. So uh, thank you very much, Alyssa. Um, you know, those are great questions. And, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, um, you know, yourself as, as, you know, obviously you're a leader, but you're also a role model. And um, I think it's amazing for young women, um, you know, to really look up to you and, 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 you know, be able to ask you some questions. So um, that was great. Um, so I always end the um, conversation with two questions. All right. Uh, and I, I don't know if you watch streaming Netflix, Hulu, those kind of things, but 
we'll go with it. Um, what was your favorite all-time series that you've watched? And what are you currently watching? <laughs> and if not, you don't watch, then you can go with a book. Oh, my gosh. I am currently <laughs> reading, oh, my gosh, The Nickel Boys, I believe it is. And that's a really interesting um, um, story about uh, a, gosh, I want to say like a youth um, play, a place where kids who got in trouble younger, um, uh, and this is back in, I think the fifties and the sixties were sent. So I don't, you know, the, the I guess you would call it like a, yeah, reform kind of place, detention place. So it's very, very interesting. And it's, it's actually based on truth. So that's what I'm reading because I'm telling you, I don't have time for TV. I just, <laughs> I roll in and I, I, I roll up my sleeves, get dinner ready and I'm like out, you know, it's usually a couple of, you know, calls and then I'm just like lights out and the day starts again. Um, when you say series, um, you know, I have to tell you one of the most outrageous, I've never, ever seen anything like it, train wreck that I could not turn my head away from. And I think a lot of people found this right at the beginning of the pandemic was that tiger King thing. Oh, oh my, oh my God. I, I almost, I had, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not watch it. It was like, like you said, you're just watching something and you're thinking this is actually happening. <laughs> and, and I have to tell you the reason that it is so resonating with me is because in politics and in government, it's kind of the same thing. You're kind of like looking around and going, is anybody else seeing this? Does anybody else know what's going on here? I mean, it's just insane. It's sometimes just um, beyond funny. I feel like I need to write a book about it because it's just, it's crazy. But that, it, it reminded me a lot of, wow, you know, so there are, you know, pockets where really crazy stuff happens. So yeah. anyway, I think that that was probably, I would say the most, a, a memory that I, I, I can't erase. And, uh, just unbelievable but it, it it's kind of somewhat you know real i don't know so um i'll give you one last question just because uh, i, I want to hear um from you what are your um top priorities um you know when you um hopefully when you win you know um yes. you know for the city of delray beach residents that are thinking about it and, and tuning in you know i implore you to do your research you know, don't listen to biased articles and agenda uh, made articles, but, you know, you know, listen to what the candidates are saying and decide for yourself who's best for the city. Um, because I know, um, you know, um, you know, I could talk to you all, all along, but, you know, two things I want to um, because I, I really want to get this story out. You know, tell us about docs. Um, yes. And then also tell us about your two priorities and then I'll, and then I'll let you go. I know you're okay, busy. Sounds good. So, okay. Docs docs is, um, you know, just a, a, an incredible, uh, you know, place where everybody knows it. And uh, it's, it's, it's currently under um, pressure of, of, of losing it. And what is happening in our historic districts is they're being slowly carved away. Um, you know, the owner uh, now of docs owns the two parcels to the West of it, which is a parking lot in, Dunkin Donuts. And they're basically saying, we're going to put up a building over here on these two parcels. And if you uh, don't um, allow us to include docks in part of that, then we're going to tear docks down. It's, it's really a horrible kind of situation that we're up against. Um, but one of the things that happens is when you say, okay, we'll rezone those two other parcels for you. That means that the highest and the most intense builds 
are allowed now on that parcel, which provides no buffer to a docks. So do we fall for that or do we just say um, no? And I say no, and here's the reason why. To tear down docks, they have to go through an entire process through our historic board and even coming to the city um, to allow for us to allow them to tear it down. We can be tough in not allowing that to happen, but to give away those parcels and make them more intense, I think it's just encouraging more of that to happen in our um, historic district. And I'm just not going to stand by and say, you know, that that these, you know, these historic districts were 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 designated for future commissioners to tear down. I, I say they're they were. So, okay, so that's Docs, sorry, <laughs> and it's still happening. Oh, am I gone? Sorry, I tried to help you. Am I gone? Yeah, you're gone for now. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, just if you can hear my voice, the two things that I yes, think that we are most important, most important for us is to um, to look at our water and uh, get a new water treatment plant uh, moving forward because we're in the old technology. We don't have the newer stuff going on. That's one of the biggest things that I'd like to see um, uh, that, that I'm going to be working towards. And also water is a second uh, issue, uh, rising tides something that has been near and dear to my heart since I was on this commission. I started getting very involved in understanding what's going on um, in our intercoastal and, and the rising tides. And we need to start moving our um, city forward in, in securing our borders in the sense of uh, seawalls and pump stations and ways of being able to deal with the water in these low-lying areas. So those are very, very big uh, topics. You have to have a lot of understanding. I've got eight years under my belt under under one, and certainly I'm going to be able to push hard onto the other. So those are those are the two biggest things that I'd like to see my administration going forward, focusing on and uh, and moving uh, the needle uh, to getting those those uh, handled. Well, I look forward to your uh, celebration um, and uh, your win on March 9th. And for those city of Delray Beach residents, you know, um, hopefully uh, this shed some light on what the mayor is doing for the city of Delray. So thank you thank so you much. Thank you guys. Mayor. Thank you so much, David. So, thank you. And I'm sorry about my, uh, you know, unfortunately I did put it on, uh, you know, do not disturb, uh, but something's know, messing me know, up. Uh, People yeah, are messing me one up. One more setting I should have used, uh, but uh Anyway, I, I very much appreciate you coming on, and thank you very much. It was and my pleasure. Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thanks so much. Have a great week.